Life is so much more than a diagnosis. It's about sharing time with those you love, hanging with friends who lift you up, and experiencing all those moments that bring you joy. All hits, no skips. Learn more about Cascali Ribocyclob 200 milligrams at KISQALI.com and talk to your doctor to see if Cascali is right for you. So long live singing to the oldies, jamming out to something new, and everything in between. It's Monday. Can you believe it? We did it. Somehow, it's February 5th. Hope y'all had a great weekend. Uh, can't wait to tell you about mine. Um, if you're hungry, here's how, here's an idea because it's homemade soup day. Mm. Homemade soup day. I'm a big fan of soup. Big fan. Like a mulligatani. Um, I like a chicken noodle. Big fan of tomato basil. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. I like a, I, I moved to LA. Now I get, I'm good on the tortilla soup. You know, I'm getting into that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, but we're going to get into uh, race hustlers today. I don't know if you've heard of race hustler, which sounds like the name of a film that would star like Matthew McConaughey. I feel like he would be <laughs> in, a, in a film called Race Hustler. Uh, but the anti-affirmative action Wisconsin senator, uh, he said that they exist and he is on a mission that we are going to tell you all about. Also, uh, it is National Chocolate Fondue Day and our chocolate brother Tyrese uh, came on Mark Zuckerberg's internet mm. and said that he would actually wish he were not a member of the black community, but of a whole other community. So we're going to get into that as well. Mm-hmm. And also we have attorney Gerald Griggs here with an update on the Ahmad Arbery case. Last but not least, our group chat topic of the week is about beauty. All right. A man recently fussed at his lady for using a filter on social media. And uh, how do you feel about like natural hair, natural bodies, no makeup versus makeup lashes, or basically more importantly, I want to know how do you feel about, and this is, I, this is really, I really want to hear from the women. How do you feel about when men tell you, oh, you know, I prefer you this way, whether it's, I prefer you in makeup or not, because I feel like I have feelings about that. And when it comes to how you put yourself together. Are you doing it for you? Or are you doing it for the men? Like, I don't know. This question feels convoluted now, so I'll refine it. Um, but in the meantime, in between time, let's get into the rest of the show. Stay connected with us 24-7 on socials at Seal Said It. Give us a call, 1-855-AMANDA-8. That's 1-855-262-6328. We'll be right back to the Amanda Seal Show. Amanda Seals show. I'm Amanda Seals. Let's get into some black urine news. First of all, lawmakers, let me just say, it's important that we address that politicians are lawmakers. They are people making laws because I play, the reason I do politicians say the darndest things every day is to show you all how dumb these people so often are. It's their staff that actually is smart. Like they themselves oftentimes 
not smart, not witty, not clever, not experienced, not learned, just either had money or some charisma or a little bit of both. And boom, shalak, lock, boom. So lawmakers in Madison, Wisconsin recently debated whether state colleges and universities should be barred from considering race or gender when determining if a student is eligible for aid, a.k.a. affirmative action. Just for the record, I want to remind you all that this is a country that barred people from going to universities based on race. So I just want to point that out. Yeah. Under the Republican bill, admission into programs and tuition assistance that's aimed at disadvantaged students could only consider the wealth of the student and their family. Uh, Senator Eric Wimberger, which just sounds like a douchebag, Republican of Green Bay, Wisconsin. You know what I mean? Like, doesn't it seem like somebody who you never say his first name? You're just like, oh, come on, Wimberger. Wimberger. <laughs> <laughs> um, he's one of the bill's co-authors and he acknowledged the lingering effects of racism, but he maintained that race-based programs and assistance in higher education would enable bad actors more than it would help underserved people. Let's hear what he means when he says bad actors. I think the, one of the main effects that this bill will have is that it will put race hustlers out of business and uh, they'll stop this uh, graft on, <clears throat> on people's suffering. So racism is, uh, is a problem and it probably is something that will exist in the ether and it will never go away to a degree where we can manage it if what we do fundamentally in our policies is very consciously decide that a black man ought to get what a black man deserves and a white man ought to get what a white man deserves. You just used a term I've never heard before and I'm going to ask you a definition. What's race hustlers? Oh, um, race hustlers would be all those people who sell seminars and uh, like Al Sharpton. Seminars? This is what I meant by idiots. Um, he's literally saying that people who are teaching about racism, people who are helping folks who are affected by racism are race hustlers. Mm. <laughs> and my thing is, um, you know, if if you were a race hustler and you had a seminar, like what would it be called? Right. Like so Al Sharpton, you know, what is an Al Sharpton race hustling seminar sound like? Uh, I feel like it would be called something like how to protect your perm from humidity during a summer protest. Hashtag <laughs> crown act. You know, like that's what you can pay $20 for a workshop for. Dr. Umar, <laughs> just say no to snow bunnies 101. Okay. There you go. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> um, Louis Farrakhan's cracker, cracker, cracker. Dot, dot, dot. Mm. That's, it's really just going to encompass the different <laughs> meanings, uh, the different ways in which that term encapsulates racism and how you can be a person that benefits from white privilege without embodying and perpetuating the crackeriness that exists. If I had a seminar, uh, it would be very basic. How to stay out of black folks business. That's okay. it. That's it. How to stay out of fact, black folks business. And actually, because I am more interested in teaching us than teaching those who enter black folks business, it would mine would be like how to clap back when they get in your business. Mm, how about that? OK. And the, the, the colon would be how to clap back and when they get in your business and not get arrested, because I feel mm. like that's important. Nice. Um, yeah, because we want you to live. We want you to live to clap back another day.
All right. Those are your thoughts. Those are my thoughts. Those are my thoughts. Um, We'll be right back to the Amanda Seals show. We've got to talk about Tyrese because we're celebrating Black History Month, but he's really focused on Cinco de Mayo. We'll explain how. <laughs> the Amanda Seals show. We up, we up, we up. Welcome back, y'all. It's the Amanda Seals show. I am Amanda Seals and uh, <sighs> Cryrese is... Clarice. I see what you did there. <laughs> what do they want from... No, that's that's Robert. What was his one? What his more do his... you want from What me? more do you want from me? <laughs> All right. Well, uh, Tyrese um, is basically personifying yet again why they should have never gave everybody social media. Here's a direct quote. Okay, he posted a video of a Latino family doing like family oriented things and in his caption decided to big them up while demeaning the entire black race. It actually was a bit of a hat trick. Uh, He said verbatim, sometimes I wish I was born Latino. I mean, the Latin community is grounded in family, loyal entrepreneurs, businessmen and women literally represent the dream. The grind, the hustle, doing whatever it takes to stick together against all odds. If us as black culture was more grounded in these integral magical nuances, that's right, magical nuances, of us, we would be dominant. I have no idea. <sighs> he had, He's completely at a loss. I have mm. no idea how we lost our way. We can't get anything done and accomplished as a fragmented culture. Insecure, threatening by each other, competitive towards our own race, killing ourselves every single day frivolously. The majority of us is black men and the millions are locked up in prison. I could take my time here to explain to you why this is complete nonsense, but I just feel like I should actually do the opposite and add to the nonsense. I think that is much more effective use of my time. So what we decided to do was since Tyrese wants so bad to be a part of the Latin community, we say, you know what? We're going to help you get there and Latinize your music. You know what I'm saying? Like, that that's how we can help Tyrese on his journey. Because listen, if you don't want to be with us, then we don't want you, all right? So we'll just help you cross over the Rio Grande, all right? Now, he has a song lately, right? Um... Lately, have I told you I love you? You know what? Let's translate it, okay? Let's turn that into a bachata. Ultimamente, te digo que te amo. Ultimamente, te digo you see where I'm going with this now of course remember I I am not a member of the Latinx community but I'm just I'm just giving him some inspiration okay he has another song how you gonna act up and leave me now right how's it go how, how you gonna act up how you gonna act like that right yeah Espanolio como se to Come se te ocurre actuar de esa manera Como vas a cambiarlo Acaba Acabamos 
determina de agrelamos como se te ocurre actuar de esa manera. Don't say I never gave you nothing, bro. I want some nachos. Come on. <laughs> Latino is not a race. Okay? Latino is not a race. One. Two, there is no model minority. Three, you are perpetuating white supremacy and undermining the black community. Cuatro. Mm. Some folks should have to apply for Wi-Fi. You know what I'm saying? You should definitely have to lose. There should be a three strikes Wi-Fi rule. Wi-Fi rule. <laughs> Do you have anything to add to this before I move on? Um, I want some nachos, some uh, <laughs> a little margarita, something on the table. You know, let's do it. Yes. Let me get some gandules. <laughs> Let me get some madero. <laughs> madero. What am I saying? Ma, 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 ma. Spanish accent Maduro. is popping, though. Spanish. My acento? Yes, yes. Gracias, yes. gracias, papi. Gracias. All right, welcome back. Welcome back, okay? What are your thoughts on Tyrese and his comment? Call us up. Dímelo. 1-855-AMANDA-8. That's 1-855-262-6328. We'll be right back to the Amanda Seal Show. The Amanda Seal Show. We up, we up, we up. I am Josue Amanda Seals. <laughs> and... <laughs> If you're wondering why I'm speaking Spanish, then you got to make sure to check out the show wherever you get your podcast. All right. Uh, let's get into some 60 second headlines. DJ Supreme. Here we go. Uh, Tanya Shutkin, the federal judge overseeing Donald Trump's 2020 election interference case, is postponing the trial until his appeals plays out on the question of whether presidential immunity protects him from being prosecuted. White privilege lasts the way Black History Month should. 365 days of the year. Absolutely. Uh, Fulton County District Attorney Bonnie Willis has acknowledged her personal relationship with Nathan Wade, the lead prosecutor on the Trump case, but says it doesn't disqualify her. It doesn't, but come on! <laughs> Atlanta stay Atlanta-ing! <laughs> and again, during Black History Month! <sighs> Disappointing. Welcome home, Franklin. A new peanut special will finally let Franklin, the first black peanut character, sit by white friends, Charlie Brown, Peppermint <laughs> Patty, uh, Linus, Pigpen, and the gang. Wow. Look at Franklin finally getting his just due. Once again, the power, the magical nuance of Black History Month. Jeez. Killer Mike's Grammy night came to an early end last night because he was led out of the event in handcuffs after an alleged physical altercation with a security guard. However, he took wins. He did get W's in all three categories he was nominated for, including Best Rap Performance, Best Rap Album, and Best Rap Song. So, you know... You win some, you lose some. And listen, I've been to these events and these security guards definitely be on one. So I just, I'm going to go out here on a limb and say that it was definitely provoked. Okay. I'm sure that it was not just Killer Mike coming through. Like, let me ruin my night real quick and get into an argument with the security guard. Yeah. <laughs> you feel me? Um, and also like these security guards, I don't know if they're just like on one because they didn't protect Chris Rock, but let's relax. Everybody, let's just relax. <laughs> Those are your 60 second headlines coming up. We're going to go to the phone lines to see what's on your mind. All that and more at the Amanda Seal Show. The Amanda Seal Show. We up, we up, we up. McDonald's is not new to chicken. 
So maybe stop questioning that chicken cred and get your hands on the McCrispy. Juicy fried chicken, buttery bun, unmatched pickle to chicken ratio. Yeah, they know what they're doing. In fact, we can honestly say they're not new to chicken. They're true to chicken. The McCrispy. Only at McDonald's. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Life is so much more than a diagnosis. It's about sharing time with those you love, hanging with friends who lift you up, and experiencing all those moments that bring you joy. All hits, no skips. Learn more about Cascali Ribocyclob 200 milligrams at KISQALI.com and talk to your doctor to see if Cascali is right for you. So long live singing to the oldies, jamming out to something new, and everything in between. Talk to me! Welcome back to the Amanda Seals Show. I'm Amanda Seals, and uh, I literally just saw Killer Mike on Friday. I was leaving the show. He was walking in. We did a, a hug and a move. Uh, so I'm sure that he's in there laughing. He's that type of person where I feel like he'd just be like, oh, for real? This how y'all doing me? <laughs> this is wild. This is wild. Also, his father is, was a cop. Mm. So, mm-hmm. to my gang, knowledge, gang. yeah. Gang, gang. Okay, everybody relax. All right, let's go to the phone lines. We're sons of cops. Let's go to the phone lines. Hi, Amanda. I just wanted to comment on celebrities speaking on politicians and elections, uh, specifically Snoop, you know, endorsing Trump, so to speak. My comment is this. People have to educate themselves. We know that. But they have to be aware of this. Just like ministers in the pulpit who tell people how or interpret, you know, scripture for them. And then those people don't go back and read the Bible for themselves and they Mm. get swayed the wrong way or a way. Mm -hmm. Same thing Mm -hmm. with the politics. People need to understand the laws that govern their communities, their neighborhoods, their state. And they also need to be sure that whomever they vote for are really in their corner and they need to know the platform. They cannot just be swayed by what people tell them. There you have it. She right. The thing is, a lot of people don't know how to learn. Literally, right? Like, if you think about it, like, you had to be taught how to take notes, how to comprehend Mm. material, how to, you know, use critical thinking. Those, like, learning itself is a skill that you have to learn. You have to learn how to learn. That's a fact. So that's a that's a starting point that I think that we are a bit ahead of ourselves on when we say like y'all got to research. It's like do y'all even know how to research? Because I know some sometimes you don't even know where to begin. I know I don't sometimes. Um, but we have Attorney Gerald Griggs joining us to break down what's going on with the Ahmad Arbery case because he has done the research and we're gonna get into it right here. So keep it locked to listen, laugh, and learn at the Amanda Seals Show. The Amanda Seals Show. We up, we up, we up. We. It's your favorite comedian and common sense specialist right here on February 5th. It's uh, Bobby Brown's birthday. Every little step he takes gets a little older. <laughs> it's also uh, comedian Tim Meadows' birthday. Happy birthday. K 
Kevin Gates and um, late Hank Aaron. The brothers, February 5th, popping out. I don't know if Hank Aaron has a statue, but they definitely tried to play with Jackie Robinson's statue, and we're going to talk about that, all right? Mm. Uh, Coming up this hour, speaking of speaking about things, we have attorney Gerald Griggs of Georgia going to join us with an update on the Ahmaud Arbery case. The men that were charged for his cold-blooded murder have been granted an appeals court date, and he's going to fill us in on the significance of that. Plus, we have the big up, the let down, which today involves a breakup, a reception, and a fade. You got to stick around and find out how all that comes together, right? Mm-hmm. I want to know what you think about the show. I do. I want to know what you think about the show. So I want you to hit me up. one 855 8 That's one 262 The phone lines are always open for you. Please be gentle, okay? You can also call us to vent about voting. We just had a caller tell us about, you know, how we need to learn about our candidates and who's running, et cetera. She's not wrong, uh, but I would love to hear from you guys about how that process is going and if you feel like you're getting any better at it, et cetera. So give us a call, one 855 amanda 8-1-855-262-6328. Remember, if you miss any of the show, you can check us out wherever you get your podcast. All right, we'll be right back to Listen, Laugh, and Learn at the Amanda Seal Show. McDonald's is not new to chicken. So maybe stop questioning that chicken cred and get your hands on the McCrispy. Juicy fried chicken, buttery bun, unmatched pickle to chicken ratio. Yeah, they know what they're doing. In fact, we can honestly say they're not new to chicken. They're true to chicken. The McCrispy. Only at McDonald's. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Life is so much more than a diagnosis. It's about sharing time with those you love, hanging with friends who lift you up, and experiencing all those moments that bring you joy. All hits, no skips. Learn more about Cascali Ribocyclob 200 milligrams at KISQALI.com and talk to your doctor to see if Cascali is right for you. So long live singing to the oldies, jamming out to something new, and everything in between. Oh. Amanda Seals Show. It's Amanda Seals, your favorite comedian and common sense specialist. It is time for some black here news. I want to welcome attorney Gerald Griggs back to the Thank show. Advocate, activist, fighter, freedom, justice fighter, freedom fighter, all the things, and an attorney. Um, and you are here with an update on the Ahmad Arbery case, which to me is like, well, what update could there be? Because these people are in prison for life. And the update is they are appealing both in state court and in federal court. And there's a hearing set for oral arguments in the 11th Circuit set for March the 27th, where the McMichaels and William Roddy Bryant are trying to overturn their federal hate crimes conviction. So that's the update. And we're, you know, focused on making sure that justice is served in this case and it continues to be served. So why were they able to appeal? Uh, The reason why they're able to appeal is because, of course, they had a trial. Uh, and they disagree with the verdict. And so they believe that certain evidence that came in, namely the racial animus text messages uh, and the Facebook uh, admitted improperly. And so they're challenging that as the basis to overturn that federal conviction uh, for the hate crime violation. So they're trying to use a, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Legal Basically, technicality. 
there we go. They're trying to use a legal technicality in the hopes that undermining the hate crime element of their uh, conviction will give them less time. Yeah, so actually they're trying to invalidate the entire conviction. But of course, you know, the hate crime component is an enhancement. So they're basically saying that because this evidence tainted uh, the jury's outlook on their guilt or innocence, the entire conviction should be thrown out. So the 11th Circuit will have it uh, and then make a decision. And ultimately, it will end up in the Supreme Court if the 11th Circuit um, makes a decision. And of course, the 11th Circuit is a very conservative uh, circuit. Uh, and we're always concerned whenever a case goes up to the 11th Circuit. So I can't really read the tea leaves here on what should happen or what could happen. But it's definitely concerning. But, you know, they still also have the the state convictions where they receive life. Uh, and of course, the Georgia Court of Appeals and the Georgia Supreme Court are less conservative and only three to five percent of murder convictions get overturned in Georgia. So it's not like if they are successful in the 11th Circuit ultimately Supreme Court, they will be released. Now, for those who are listening and may not know the Ahmaud Arbery case, would you mind just giving a quick overview of this terrible tragedy and, uh, you know, how these men ended up in prison for life? So back in um, February 23rd of 2020, uh, there was a young man who was jogging in the Shores. Uh, he was chased by three armed vigilantes, William, Roddy, Bryant, Travis and Gregory and Michael, and ultimately he was shot. Uh, three times with the shotgun ultimately dying. And so we, as a community here in Georgia, did not know about this case until almost 72 days later when the video was released and you saw the Bryant and this hunting that occurred of Ahmaud Arbery. His mother and father had been advocating ever since February the 23rd of 2020 because they believed that something nefarious had happened. And ultimately, once the video was released by the lawyer for uh, William Roddy Bryant, the world saw uh, that there was a lynching that occurred in Scintilla Shores, which is in Brunswick, Georgia. Mm. What was the reason why it took so long for the video to release? Was this uh, part of the whole scenario with the DA? Yeah, so it was, there was an investigation by two different district attorneys. There was an attempted cover-up, uh, and that's why it took so long for this evidence to reach the public. And ultimately, Mr. Bryant believed this evidence would exonerate and actually inculpated him. And so it led to a worldwide uh, outcry uh, about this lynching that occurred and ultimately led to Freedom Summer 2020. We'll be right back with Attorney Gerald Griggs, keeping us up to date and informed like we need to be about the cases that matter for our community. It's the Amanda Seal Show. The Amanda Seal Show. We up, we up, we up. Welcome back to the Amanda Seal Show. We are here with attorney Gerald Griggs, who is always keeping us informed. And uh, we are catching you up on the latest in the Ahmad Arbery case where the murderers have attempted to appeal. You know, I think a lot of people really, a, a lot of us, we right? Like we've been trained to trust the justice system is going to work in the best interests, right? Like we've been trained that there are bad apples. We've been trained to really uh, at least hope that um, the legal system will will always do what it needs to do. And we see over and over and over and over again that when it comes to black bodies and black lives, that that is not the case. But in this situation, it goes to a whole other level because there was not one but two DAs that were willing to allow the cold-blooded murder of this young black man to go simply just un, 
um, punished. And you use the word lynch. And I would love for you to just expound real quickly on why you consider this to be a lynching. I consider this to be a lynching because of the circumstances surrounding it. What you had here in this particular community was the belief that a black man had no right to be running on that street. And so when they got an alert from an unoccupied house, they felt the need to arm themselves with shotguns and a 357 and chase this individual through the neighborhood, ultimately cornering him in, potentially hit him with a truck, getting out of the truck, and then shooting him with the shotgun and then cover it up. So it was clearly this, the type of things that you saw in the 50s and the 40s when right. a lynch mob would get together and mm-hmm. try to exact justice. And so, you know, in Georgia, we have a long history of situations like this. And so mm-hmm. we called it what it was. And ultimately, a jury believed that not only in state court, but in federal court, that this was a lynching. So we have a chat uh, that goes on while we're doing the show. And someone asked, someone stated this. And I would love to just hear your thoughts on this real quick. They said, good lawyers, Chasey RP said, good lawyers find key federal codes and constitutional amendments that protect black people in ways many overlook. What do you say to that? Absolutely. That's why we had Thurgood. That's why we have uh, Fred Gray. And that's why we have individuals like Donnelly Hollowell, all of members of NAACP. You have NAACP lawyers who exact the right statutes and the right criminal code to make sure black bodies are protected. So going back to what you said, we've seen this before, but now we also continue to have lawyers who will make sure they step up. So Lee Merritt and Bancroft and Chris Stewart and so many others stepped up in this case to make sure, one, it was raised to the level of uh, awareness necessary, but also stay strong. And that's why it's important that people know that we are not done and we are still running with the mob all the way through to the end. And just once again, when you are informing people about these advancements uh, or regressions, I should say, in these types of cases, what can people do in terms of helping there to be the correct outcome, if at all, if anything? Well, first and foremost, they have to be aware that these things are happening in real time. And then the ones that are able to need to go to court. They need to be present so the judges understand that the community is upset about this and they don't want to see a miscarriage of justice. And then for the ones who cannot continue to raise awareness by tweeting and reporting Rhonda Cooper Jones and Marcus Arbery or whatever uh, community events they have through the the, uh, Ahmaud Arbery Foundation, but most importantly, to stay alert and stay vigilant because we have to make sure that these things don't go into the dark because that's when the injustice, when we forget, when we believe that we have made it and justice has been achieved, that's when the rollback of rights attempt to happen. So the biggest thing is to continue to raise awareness by using your platforms to stay supportive of these families. There y'all have it. Those are your marching orders. Thank you always, Attorney Griggs, for keeping us in the know, keeping us informed, and keeping stories like this in the light so that they cannot go unnoticed and justice can be served. We'll be right back to The Amanda Seals Show. The Amanda Seals Show. We up, we up, we up. McDonald's is not new to chicken. So maybe stop questioning that chicken cred and get your hands on the McCrispy. Juicy fried chicken, buttery bun, unmatched pickle to chicken ratio. Yeah, they know what they're doing. In fact, we can honestly say they're not new to chicken. They're true to chicken. The McCrispy. 
only at McDonald's. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Life is so much more than a diagnosis. It's about sharing time with those you love, hanging with friends who lift you up, and experiencing all those moments that bring you joy. All hits, no skips. Learn more about Cascali Ribocyclob 200 milligrams at KISQALI.com and talk to your doctor to see if Cascali is right for you. So long live singing to the oldies, jamming out to something new, and everything in between. It's time for the Big Up Letdown on the Amanda Seal Show. Welcome to the Amanda Seals Show. I am Amanda Seals, and it is time for us to get into the Big Up Letdown. All right, today's Big Up, Big Up goes to an almost bride-to-be in California for her generosity and foresight. So this anonymous woman in Cali, she learned um, some information, some incendiary information about her fiancé and decided to call the wedding off, y'all. She said, skirt, skirt. However, she had already paid a $15,000 non-refundable fee for the wedding Mm, reception. mm, mm. ah. Double big up, though. She donated the reception party to a nonprofit called Parents Helping Parents, which provides community support to parents with children who have special needs. And she and her almost husband didn't waste anybody's time or money by getting married into a chaotic situation. Mm, nice, nice. Now, I know it hurt. It hurt to take that 15 L. It hurt, except, especially on top of the L of like whatever she learned. But I just think it's really great that she turned her lemons into lemonade for somebody else because I know she's still got to do a lot more lemonade work on herself because that Mm. sounds like a doozy. But somebody was like, you know what? We're happy about this. And some people would have said, baby, we have in this reception whether you get married or not. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) We don't we don't waste money. Okay. We don't waste money. We just also don't waste time. All right. Today's let down goes to piss poor journalism and cultural appropriation during Black History Month. Mm. Super Bowl bound Chiefs player Travis Kelsey made the news recently. No, 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 not for his girlfriend, but for popularizing the fade haircut. (laughs) The disrespect. Here we go. The hairstyle that black men have been rocking since the Black Ice Ages. Shout out to Black Ice. Um, New York Times' Allison Kruger titled an article, They'll Take the Travis Kelsey. Hairdo, that is. So apparently a lot of the white men are taking to their local barbershops and they're they're sitting in that chair at Fantastic Sam's and saying, get me the Kelsey. Okay? And... The article cites a TikTok video from barber Jeff Dugas saying that his brother came in with photos of Kelsey for reference. Now, listen, I don't care what supercuts you go to. This is not a, a Travis Kelsey trend, okay? At There's all. even a TikTok video from barber Nigel Miller who said that his client was going for the quote-unquote Kelsey look. You're going for the black man fade, That's the look that Kelsey was going for. Okay. (laughs) And he probably started getting that fade when he was dating the sister. (laughs) Right. (laughs) Cut it out. There's so many fades. There's a temple fade. There's a high top fade. There's a boosie fade. 
you know, there, there's many fades, but none of them are Kelsey fades. Not a single one. Not a mm. single fella. Not a single one. Now, if black men came out wearing mullets, calling it, you know, the I don't know who's somebody that would have a mullet, calling it the the prince, people would feel some type of way. The white folks would be like, oh, "That's ours." Yeah, that's ours. Absolutely. The same way that white people are really trying to claim the mob wife look as a fate, as as like a style. Let's just be clear, y'all. Cut with the appropriation. White people will call anything culture. And the Columbus thing is already egregious, but don't do it during our month, okay? You could have at least waited till March. (laughs) We'll be right back. (laughs) This is the Amanda Seals Show. Keep it locked. The Amanda Seals Show. We up, we up, we up. Welcome back, y'all. This is the Amanda Seals Show. I'm Amanda Seals. Hope everybody had a good weekend. Um, My weekend was pretty just like nonchalant. It was raining cats and dogs here in L.A. And it's Grammy weekend, but I don't really do like the events and stuff. I did force myself to go to uh, a Robert Glasper event because that's the homie. Um, And I... I, I, I talked about that on what I did launch this weekend was I launched bonus episodes of my small doses podcast that you can only hear as a member of Patreon. So that's something I did this weekend is I expanded my business. <laughs> I expanded nice. my business. And I also um, started doing lives that I call the common sense kickback where you can get an expanded com- commentary on things that I talk about here on this radio show because we want this show to win. You hear me? Okay, so if it means spending more time with y'all and making sure y'all know about the Amanda Seals show, then by golly gee willikers, I'll do it. All right? Nice. So subscribe to Amanda Seals TV. Subscribe to Seals Said It. And, uh, you know, you can be on uh, in the mix and on the live when I, when I pop in to talk about the things. All right? That was my weekend. How was yours? What'd you do? My weekend was um pretty relaxed as well. I met up with my cousin that I haven't seen in a while. We had dinner. Um, I went, I saw uh, Desi Banks. He was hilarious. Some other comedians. Um, very funny. Um, he was doing stand-up? Yeah, yeah, yeah. He was doing stand-up. He had, uh, what was the other guy? Detroit. I think it was like Detroit Red or something like that. They, mm-hmm. they had a that's tour. Hilarious. It's this tour that's going around the country. But they were very funny. And I liked how they... Um, they commented on a lot of events like it was real just off the top just off the top nice. a lot of nice jokes off of the top so Desi Banks was definitely hilarious this weekend and dinner was great you know um, I put up some new beats you know just a <laughs> nice little weekend that's the weekend you know that's that's where we're at right now uh, and that's where you're at right now is the Amanda Seal show so give us a call one eight five five amanda 8 Coming up next hour, we're celebrating Black History Month. I don't know if you heard about what happened to the Jackie Robinson statue in Wichita, Kansas, but we'll get into that. And my Small Doses podcast, Side Effects of Prison Feminism. I know you're like, how those two words get together? Well, we'll explain next hour right here on The Amanda Seal Show. The Amanda Seal Show. We up, we up, we up. We ain't nobody's fool. No. We shaking up the Seals, thank you for listening. Happy Monday. The Grammys were last night. I want to shout out a couple winners. Uh, best R&B performance, Coco Jones. I see you. I know that was a big thing for her, so I'm really happy for her. Also, best comedy album, Dave Chappelle. 
Really? This, uh, yeah. <laughs> my bad. You know my bad. <laughs> <laughs> I'm all right. It, at this point, I'd be like, what is a Grammy? <laughs> like, the same way I ask, what is an Oscar? Like, at this point, I'm just like, I don't even know. I mean, I know the way that it can affect folks' careers, so I get that. But in terms of, like, its legitimacy, I'm like, y'all just be giving it to whoever. And it's not even, like, a diss to Dave. It's just, like, there was no other comedy album? I Because really, I didn't feel like this was critically acclaimed. I didn't think it was. I mean, I, I think he's just putting out too much stuff too often. And it's just... It's, it's overkill at this point in time. Child, as, as somebody who's definitely always putting out too much stuff, I understand. Because <laughs> I be saying that about myself. You're putting out too much stuff too often. It's overkill, Seals. Reel it back. But y'all be like, we want more. So I'm like, all right, y'all, all right. That's fair. Well, we got more show for you right here. Becky Robinson statue, stolen. Mm. They yanked a statue. They not knocking over any of these uh, Confederate I mean- statues. But they gonna take time to knock down the be- the black baseball player? Come on, man. Um, wait till you hear what happened. We gonna talk about it. Also, I got my Small Doses podcast segment, Side Effects of Prison Feminism with my guest, Richie Reseda. You gonna learn something today, all right? Hit me up, one eight five five amanda 8 That's one 262 It's time to listen, laugh, and learn with the Amanda Seals Show. show y'all i'm amanda seals let's get into some blackurate news all right america is not a racist country so they say which is a gaslight every time then why was the statue of the first major league baseball player jackie robinson cut off at the ankles and wait Mm. for it and burned wow in wichita kansas you heard me. Someone cut the statue off at the ankles, stole it, and then was later it was later found burned in a public trash container. Uh, thanks to a GoFundMe campaign, at least one hundred seventy five thousand has been raised to fund the replacement. Now, the statue, which officials value at seventy five thousand, was designed by the late artist John Parsons, and um, it previously said that the statue will be created from an existing mold of Parsons' original work. So they're going to make a new statue, and the money that mm. is raised was beyond the cost of the statue's replacement. Um, and so the extra will go towards supporting the league and improvements at the pavilion where the statue is displayed, including additional security. <sighs> the league is called League 42. Here's the thing, though. I love that it was replaced. Mm. But, like, there were so many other things that money could be raised to go to. You know what I'm saying? Like, the fact that we have to even put money to something like this is so just frustrating. Yeah, and it's like, what did Jackie Robinson do to anybody other than exist to make you have that much vitriol where you have to take the man's statue, burn it, and like, what? he All he did was play baseball. <laughs> <laughs> well, first of all, let's acknowledge that you said vitriol. So let's make sure to give that a okay. 10 points for Gryffindor. Okay. okay. That was definitely <laughs> a word. All right. Um. Yeah, it's not like he was like Muhammad Ali. You know what I'm saying? Like, it's mm-hmm. not like he was somebody who was out here, like, you know, being a, a vocal voice for for politics and for, you know, topics that people would deem controversial. Like, Jackie Robin was just like, can I need to play ball? Pretty much, yeah. <laughs> like, that's it. And then he proceeded to do so very well. So, again, we have to ask the question. Why should black people care? If racism were a baseball, 
America continues to hit it out the park. Mm. Home run every time. Denying that racism exists will not fix it, y'all. It will not fix it. What are your thoughts? 1-855-AMANDA-8. That's 1-855-262-6328. You see, the reason why not talking about it won't fix it, because they still mad that this brother was better than them. That's mm. what they actually are mad about. Mm. Mm, mm, mm. We'll be right back. The Amanda Seal Show. We up, we up, we up. Welcome back, y'all. This is the Amanda Seal Show. It's Amanda Seals here. It's time to kick off our group chat topic of the week. I love a group chat topic of the week. All right. Um, this seems to be like the conversation that never ends. It just goes on and on, my friends. I'm talking about the perception of beauty. All right. Who's beautiful? Who's not? What deems or determines it such? Okay. This comes out of this conversation. I want you to listen to this fella on TikTok who was adamant that natural beauty, not filters, be the standard in his house. Let's listen. Filters is not real. It's bullshit. It's a seller product of something that you are not. So you're telling everybody they're supposed to be something that they are. Stop selling this bullshit to people. Look, so you, you're mad because I posted a- The most natural black woman is the most beautiful black woman. It doesn't matter. Your imperfections is everything. Okay, but I'm, I'm I'm recording you because I'm trying to figure out why you're yelling for one and why are you angry because I posted a TikTok- Because- I because use, you I, know what? Can I finish my sentence? I use a TikTok filter. Use a TikTok filter. Yeah, I did. Use to look like what? No, it, it looked like to I, do what? But it's not that far, you know. From what remove from like, what? Remove from what I look like. It's just I look like I had on makeup. It's far. So removed. you think black women and white it's women? Far, no, it's all y'all. It's far removed from what the man lays down with. <laughs> Can we please become far removed from abusive relationships? Can we do that? That was, that was hard. Can we do that? Can we become far removed from abusive relationships? It's not even like this brother's opinion is not valid. Like your opinion is valid in terms of like what you like or whatever. But I just am, I, I, I wanted to discuss, you know, the concept of filters, but it's like, to even speak to somebody that you claim to to be in a relationship with like this is wild. Um, also, the suggestion that um, how a woman's beauty should be regarded lies within the hands of men. Like, that's a thing that I feel like we got to discuss because a lot of men feel like whatever they deem as beautiful is what women should be doing um i think his opinion is you know his opinion and it does sound like some other issues are going on in that relationship (laughs) whether it's alcoholism i'm not gonna say i don't know whether he's abusive or what but his eyes look very yellow like he's been drinking all day so okay i'm a little bit i think i think he was harsh i think he was hard and when i think about the definition of beauty, depending on who you'd like and who you're attracted to. So if a woman is trying to get the attraction of a man, trying to get his attention, her definition of beauty probably would be defined by what he thinks is beautiful. Because if she wants him to like how she looks, you know, some guys don't like the big eyelashes. Some guys don't like all the fake hair. Some guys don't like all of that. But a lot of women do it. And they're trying to get it uh, attention from a man. So 
I get torn in that area because of that. So, like, if I want you to like me as a man, I want you to like me, but you don't like fake eyelashes and I'm wearing big fake eyelashes, do I wear them? Not every man likes fake eyelashes. I mean, not every man doesn't like fake eyelashes. You're going to attract fake eyelashes. Mm. (laughs) Like, there's a bunch of men out here that love a BBL. They love it. They like, give me the B plus the B and the L. I want all of it. I've and then there's others of- who are like, you know what, Amanda, I like that you're shaped like an iPod. You know, sleek <laughs> lines and rounded curves. <laughs> like, I think sleek um, lines and rounded edges, fully proportional. Yeah. Social media has provided an outlet for people to become outspoken about what they don't like when people didn't have these outlets <laughs> before. So it's a little confusing to the older generation when they can pop on this camera and say, you know, outlandish things about people that aren't, it doesn't even really apply to their own lives. That's the part. Yeah. That's the part. I would love to hear from you guys. one 855 8 That's 1-855-262-6328. Here's what I want to hear from you all. How has your idea of beauty changed over the years? Like, how have you changed in your concept of beauty? Because I know that there's a lot of us who definitely considered beauty to be one thing at one point in time, but maybe as we matured or as we were loved properly or as we had other experiences, those things shifted. I can tell you now, when I was wearing the hump bang with the peplum shirt and the statement necklace looking like I'm going to work at a bank, but I was really going to the club, I thought I was giving you beauty. And now I look at it like I'm giving you a full mess. <laughs> All right. So I want to hear how your standards of beauty have changed. Hit me up one eight five five Amanda eight. That's one eight five five two six two six three two eight. We'll be right back. The Amanda Seal Show. We up. We up. We up. Welcome back to the Amanda Seal Show. It's Amanda Seals here, and it is time to get into my Small Doses podcast episode segment. Now you've had, if you didn't know, I have a podcast called Small Doses. It's a self-improvement podcast where I have real conversations about real things with folks about real life. And this week we had Richie Reseda, um, Side Effects of Prison Feminism. Richie Reseda is an activist, a formerly incarcerated person who started a program in prison in 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 California about feminism and it is really incredible the the links that this program went and the changes that it made to the the people that he was able to reach um but here he is let's talk patriarchy is what drives people to commit a lot of the acts that lead us to prison and patriarchy is what leads us to believe in prisons in the first place keep i'm not even gonna talk keep going in in my cultural context as a young person who grew up in la i was seeking to be a worthwhile human by being a quote-unquote real man and real men had money and i was broke living in cars and shit. so mm. i i decided to rob stores you know as a culture we also believe that domination is power so when somebody quote unquote hurts us and i put it in quotes because most people in la were not affected by my robbery at all we have to quote unquote hurt them back in order for there to be quote unquote justice and that is it is upon that idea that we build these castles of shame that we call prisons but if we saw power as connection if we saw power as integrity then rather than like i need to dominate you and force this quote-unquote badness out of you, it would be like, you are a legitimate human being trying to suit your needs just like I am. So what need are you trying to suit and what needs to be transformed so you can do that in a way that doesn't harm others? 
Listen, when you talk to prison abolitionists, one thing that always sticks out is just how, like, so committed to the principles of prison abolition that they are. Because even in this conversation, you still have to include people like Dylan Roof, right? You're still going to have to include people like Jeffrey Dahmer, like murderers and killers and 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 pedophiles and uh, rapists all get lumped into how do we deal with a society when criminality happens, right? How do we deal with that? And I thought it was a really intriguing conversation because he was very much expanding upon the idea of the ways in which patriarchy creates that type of criminal, right? Like how our 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 society actually creates the murderers and the pedophiles and the rapists, etc. And so we are in a reactionary phase with how we are, you know, having to crimin- having to uh, punish people because we're not actually starting from the beginning phase of how do we create people that don't do these things or that at least have some level of repercussions around them um, that are more internal versus just external, right? Because some people are just like, whatever, I'm gonna do what I need to do and I'll go to prison, it's fine. Because they're not even internally feeling any type of way about their behavior. So it was a really great convo. He really enlightened me. And one of the things that he also taught me was that the term inmate is apparently like a slur, and that it, he was saying that essentially it depersonalizes people and that that's the goal. The goal is to treat people in prison as if they are different people than people who are outside of prison by giving them a whole other name. Wow. So he was like, you know, when you call someone an inmate, it's as if you've now declassified them into an, a group of people that are less worthy of caring, being cared about. And we know for a fact that that's effective because people actually think people go to prison and just forget them. So, you know, he, I asked him what is the better way. He said, you can call it, an, you can call them an incarcerated person, a person in prison. He was like, just using the word person or people humanizes that individual beyond simply just someone who is now a criminal and thus not worthy of actual attention. So, you know, there's a challenge to your humanity right there, y'all. One eight five five Amanda eight. That's one eight five five two six two six three two eight. Please check out the episode. If you're somebody that wants to listen, laugh, and learn, that episode right there is one that you got to definitely tune into. And you can watch the visuals. Uh, they are available on YouTube at Amanda Seals TV. We'll be right back to the Amanda Seals Show. Amanda Seals Show. We up. We up. We up. Welcome back to the Amanda Seals Show. I'm Amanda Seals. Now earlier in the show, we were talking about Tyrese who said that he wants to no longer be a part of the black community. He wants to be Latinx. Um, And I just wanted to just recount a story of when Tyrese made me stay in the studio when I, after I had interviewed him, first of all, he would not let me refer to him as Tyrese. When I interviewed him, he said, I have to call him black tie um, because he was there on his rapper stees. So I had to call him black tie. Uh, And I was like, no, okay. Um, But he also was like, you know, I would like you to tell me how you think about my raps because I know that you are a hip hop head and like, you, you know, yourself. And I'm like, okay, yeah, no problem. And I remember to this day, the two lyrics that he ran by me. The first one was, these raps is like carrots, make you see straight. And I was like, Mm. oh, is it like, so you're basically saying like your raps are heavy in vitamin A? (laughs) Because carrots are heavy in vitamin A? He was like, yeah, yeah. And I was like, okay. I feel like carrot is not a real like smoothly lyrical word, you know? So I was like, I don't know if that that's the one. And then the other lyric was, she gave rhymes with bread like she made it up. 
So I want a Grammy for not being, you know, I was not rude. I did not cackle and I, I kept it very professional. But um, yeah, you know, everyone should pursue your dreams. And if he wants to be a member of the Latinx community, then buy a pinata and get busy. You feel me? All right. When we get back, we got politicians say the darndest things. Keep it locked right here to the Amanda Seal Show. The Amanda Seal Show. We up, we up, we up. Amanda Seal Show. What it do? What it do? It's time to listen, laugh, and learn. I have the word for the day. Okay. The word of the day is prognosticate. Okay. Prognosticate. It is not a medical term. Um, prognosticate. I would think that's the difference, uh, difference between procrastinate. That means you're very active and you're doing the things that you need to do. You're not prognost you're not procrastinating. You're prognostic about it. That's actually a very like rational um theory. It is completely wrong, but it, it, was, <laughs> it was but it was very rational. To prognosticate is to predict or foreshadow something. Okay. Um so like in a sentence, play me once in a relationship, I prognosticate that you'll do it again. Mm. Uh, these these polls are prognosticating that Trump will win again, but we don't know what the votes will say. We okay. don't know what the votes will say. All okay. right, there you go. Now we got politicians say the darndest things coming back uh, when we get back. And we also have 60 second headlines. You know, we always have to keep you all in the know of what's going on. That is something I take very seriously here at the Amanda Seals Show, and we have the Big Up Let Down. Remember, you can check out our show wherever you get your podcasts, so make sure you do that. And you can follow us on Instagram and YouTube at Seals Said It. Join the conversation. Get up to date on who's going to be on the show. Make sure that you're uh, joining us when we do lives. All you got to do is follow us at Seals Said It, and you can be a part of our family right here, all right? We'll be right back to Listen, Laugh, and Learn at the Amanda Seals Show. Yes, y'all, it's the Amanda Seals Show. I'm Amanda Seals. And shout out to everybody who makes it their business to use our words of the week, our words of the day in conversation. I love when I see people in the chat say, oh, I like that word. I got to figure out how I'll use that in the convos. Yeah. Listen, we're trying to teach over here. Okay. Now, some people who aren't trying to teach, but are really just teaching us how absolutely bereft, look that word up, of intellect our politicians are, are senators like Tom Cotton. Please check him out right here as he questions the CEO of TikTok, Shuzi Chu, about his citizenship. <laughs> you said today, as you often say, that you live in Singapore. Of what nation are you a citizen? Singapore. Sir. Are you a citizen of any other nation? No, Senator. Have you ever applied for Chinese citizenship? Senator, I serve my nation asked, in Singapore. I, no, I, I did not. Do you have a Singaporean passport? Yes, and I served my military for two, two and a half have, years in Singapore. Do you have any other? Do you have any other passports from any other nation? No, Senator. Your wife is an American citizen. Your children are American citizens. That's have correct. You, have you ever applied for American citizenship? Not, no, not yet. Okay. Have you ever been like, a member of the Chinese Communist Party, Senator? I'm Singaporean. No. 
Have you ever been associated or affiliated with the Chinese Communist Party? <laughs> no, Senator. Again, okay. I'm Singaporean. What is the next question? Have you ever had your, free, your, your chicken wings fried hard? Like, what are we... <laughs> <laughs> what are we doing? When you hear something like that, Supreme, what does it make you think about like a Senate hearing? I'm white and I say so. I think you're Chinese and I'm going to make you Chinese because <laughs> that's what I think. <laughs> I'm white and I say so is wild. He was really like, I'm just going to go hard with this. That was racist AF. Yeah. Like, I mean, you got, you you know, he said everything, but you got slanty eyes. You ain't Chinese. Like, I mean, is that where we were going with this? <laughs> I hate to laugh, but that is hilarious. That's really where he was on. Like, he had to stop himself. I feel like that pause that he took was him trying to just say, now, now don't take it too far, Cotton. Don't take it too deep in the cotton, Cotton. And his name is Cotton, too. What's <laughs> up with that? <laughs> It I doesn't get much more racist. It's than exactly Senator Cotton. <laughs> Senator Cotton is definitely telling you, I am the descendant of slave owners. That's what I am. That's what I am. My parents were definitely descendants of slave owners as well. Well, we here at the Amanda Seal Show uh, just wanted to share that with you. Hit me up, 1855-AMANDA-8. That's 1855-262-6328. We'll be right back at the Amanda Seal Show with your 60-second headlines. The Amanda Seal Show. We up, we up, we up. Welcome back to the Amanda Seal Show. It's your favorite comedian and common sense specialist, Amanda Seal. Shout out to everybody who's spending their day with us. Thank you for listening to the show. We covered a lot. I want to big up our special guest, attorney Gerald Griggs, joined us to update us on the Ahmad Arbery case. I know you're probably wondering what could be the update. Like they were convicted. They were convicted for life. What else is there to talk about? That's what I said. But he definitely put us on game. So get into that. Make sure you check out us wherever you get your podcast. We also talked about Tyrese, who said that he wishes he was Latinx. And I had some suggestions on how he could further his cause of entering the Latinx community. So make sure you check out uh, my suggestiones uh, that I provided. All right. Also, we had our big up let down. It involved a breakup, a reception, and a ridiculous suggestion that Travis Kelsey is the creator of the fade. Get the- you know what? You know what that sounds to me? That that really feels like that's what it feels like. It just feels like that's racist because the reality is uh, hell no. Okay, to that. Now, if you haven't checked out my website, AmandaSeals.com, to find out when I'll be in your city, then you are playing yourself. Your girl is back on tour. If you want to hear more of what I'm doing right here on this radio, on stage, see me in the flesh, then you need to get your tickets. I'll be in Dallas, Fort Worth on February 25th. I'll be in Birmingham, Alabama on March 22nd and 23rd. All right. Also want to remind you to listen to Small Doses Podcast. And if you want to get Small Doses Podcast bonus episodes, you can subscribe to my Patreon at patreon.com Amanda Seals um, tomorrow what do we got going on well it's another day another Las Vegas residency who's up next Sue. I'll let you know plus how black do you feel well we'll tell you how black we feel and we have the big up let down 60 second headlines and we're going to vent about voting all that's happening on Tuesday's Amanda Seals show remember we are each other's business when we look out for each other we lift each other up the Amanda Seals show we up we up we up